Blog Talk Radio. Reconnect My Heart, we'll discuss God's answers to life's problems to reconnect our hearts back to the way he originally made us. I'm your host, Brother Prate. I'm so glad you're able to join us. If you have any questions, comments, if you just want to listen to the show, feel free to call us at 516-453-9118. That's 516-453-9118. Or you can listen online at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash reconnect my heart. Or you can go out to our chat room, which is available right now. Matter of fact, I'm sorry we had technical difficulties earlier. Like the chat room is down. But for those who are on social media, you can catch me on Facebook Live, YouTube, or even Periscope. You can chat, and I'm able to read it on there also. So the chat room 
that's on the website of the Blog Talk Radio is down. But I can read the chats that are on Facebook, YouTube, and also Periscope. Sorry about the feedback earlier. I would like to say a huge hello, hello, hello to my church family, True Believers, Tabernacle Church, while our senior pastor is Pastor Otis Logan. If you're ever in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, feel free to come worship with us. We are at 4204 Corner Drive, Dallas, Texas, 75216. Once again, I want to thank each and every one who are tuning in, and thank you, thank you, thank you for your continued prayers and support. As I begin to look, before I start on tonight's program, as I begin to look, I realized that three years ago was the first episode of Reconnect My Heart. Actually, the Sunday before Valentine's Day, this may not be the specific date, but the first podcast the first episode of this podcast, Reconnect My Heart, was the Sunday before Valentine's Day. And I didn't realize it until today. But I will tell you, the episode before Valentine's Day, that was February of 2017. But I will tell you this. It was my fault. I did something that I delayed, I should have went on and started the podcast when I purchased I purchased the plan September of 2016. And from September 2016 on up to February the 17th, I did not start the podcast. On the first Sunday, I did not start the podcast, the first Sunday of February 2017. I started on the second Sunday of February 2017. And why am I saying all this? Because when I first purchased this spot, I allowed fear to stop me. I always visualize things. But I allowed fear to paralyze me instead of me starting when I purchased the plan, I waited. That was what um five months. I was paying five months for nothing. I allowed fear to stop me, and why am I bringing this up? Because a lot of times we allow fear to stop us. And so when I finally started, I was giving excuses to God. Well, I'll do it next week. I'll do it next week. And that went on for several months. Being honest with you, I was not a good steward. Let me come up a little bit closer. I was not being a good steward of what God gave me. And so when I finally got a chance to start the podcast, was I a nervous wreck? Yes, I was. 
you know, those that know me always say it. I was not the talkative person. I was not the warm, friendly person. I was not the people's person. That was my sister, Sheila. <laughs> but when I realized what God told me to do, God told me to go forward. But I, at the time, I did not. But once I started, I realized I should have listened to God in the first place. And so with this fear that I had, I had to overcome the fear. I had to overcome the excuses, and I had to deal with reality. And so now, what we're going to do, we're going to deal with reality in today's episode. Now, for many people, we're going to prepare for Valentine's Day this coming Friday. It's Valentine's Day. And there are many people who are dreading Valentine's Day because they don't have a significant other. Many singles going through depression or go through a depression mode because they are not married or they are not dating anyone. But regardless if you're in a relationship or not, you can't forget about the relationship that you're supposed to have with yourself. So on today's episode, we're going to talk about not allowing Valentine's Day to depress you or put you in fear. We're going to celebrate YOU. We're going to talk about also how to wait on God for the right mate. We're going to talk about many things in the episode called Table for One. Table for One. We're going to celebrate Valentine's Day even without having a Valentine. (laughs) We're going to talk about celebrating you. It's funny, many people, I was I was looking at the time where many people would, they were already overcoming the holiday blues. Many people, holidays, it, they bring up a bad reminder because they may not have received a gift from their significant other. Why? Because they didn't have a significant other. And so a lot of times with holidays, you get a chance to be amongst family. And so sometimes you're not by yourself. And holidays is not just for your significant other, but also is intermingled with family and friends. But when it comes down to Valentine's Day, Valentine's Day is known to be the holiday for lovers relationships, celebrating relationships, marriages. And so many people, they have the Valentine, or the, they are the Scrooge of Valentine. <laughs> they hate dealing with July 14th. Now I will say this. Every year, I don't remember how long I've been doing this, but every year, I set my vacation on the week of Valentine's Day. Now, even if I 
has someone or not. I still believed in setting that vacation. That was my vacation period, and I've had that for several years. And it didn't dawn on me that I did that until about a year ago, about a year or two ago. Now, one of the reasons why I do that hmm, is the beginning of the year, and hey, this take off in that way. I'll always remember that's the day that I am. That's the week that I'm off. Valentine's Valentine's week. It just so happened when I realized it. Hey, that's the time that we can take off. That's the time that we can really celebrate and enjoy. So when I began to look at the week of Valentine's Day, I looked at it as my vacation. But then I realized there was a time where many people would do things for their significant others or with their significant others. So it dawned on me, this is a discussion that we have to have, not just in the community, but also in the body of Christ. Because there are many people, they feel like, this is a subject pertaining to dating or relationship. This is a date. This is a topic that we don't really discuss. Now, let's be real. A lot of times people think, well, even pertaining to church, we may have uh, conversations for married people or for the seasoned people. But a lot of times we don't really talk about singleness. And not just, well, you're single, stay right there, but even talking about grooming yourself for a potential mate. But in order for us to do that effectively, we have to celebrate us. Or let's get specific. You got to celebrate you. Celebrate Y-O-U. One of the things I found out, I found out that there are many people, they go into a relationship and they do all that they can in the relationship. And sometimes their relationships still fail because they're working on the relationship as well as they're trying to work on themselves within a relationship. So what we have to realize, we have to realize that before we get into a relationship, we have to have a healthy relationship, first of all, with God. And as we have a healthy relationship with God, then God would help us to have a healthy relationship with ourselves. In order for us to have a healthy relationship with others, listen, in order for us to have a relationship externally, we first have to have the healthy relationship internally. Like I said, first with God and then also with ourselves. So, with having a relationship with God, I found out being saved, it ain't really hard. Being saved is actually fun. I'm going to say it in today's terminology. Being saved is cool. It's really, really cool. You know, I've been going to church all my life ever since I was a kid. That's fine and dandy. But a lot of time, what we have to realize, a lot of time we have 
we have depended upon our parents or our grandparents' salvation. And we have to go ahead and look at, do we have a personal relationship with God? We know, well, you know, you talk to some people, I've spoken to people throughout my life, and I've heard them, well, you know, um, you ask them, hey, are you saved? Well, you know, um, uh, my mom, my mom is pastor, so, or my dad is pastor, so, so, or my grandfather pastor. Okay, that's fine, and then it. But what about you? And then when you listen to them, they make excuses. They tell them about their parents or their grandparents, you know, salvation or you know what position or title that they love one have. But what about you? And a lot of times, they just go by what somebody told them or what their parents or grandparents told them, but they don't know for themselves. They don't they don't study, not just read, they don't study God's word for themselves. So when situations come, then they just always leaning on their parents or grandparents instead of having a personal relationship with themselves. So... First, having that personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Being saved ain't hard. I think I mentioned that earlier, but being saved ain't hard. A lot of times people have tried to make being saved hard. A lot of times people go into the legalism and they put criteria upon salvation. But Romans 10 to 9 has already laid it out. It said, if thou shalt confess to the Lord Jesus Christ thou Savior, and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and we're not talking about this heart as far as the organ, but the heart of the core of man, of human being. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So having a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, And along with having a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, learn who he is. And like I said, it's good to have small group Bible study and everything, but even when you attend church, even when you attend small group Bible study, when people tell you things, even if you go to church and you hear the word of God for yourself, what homework assignment are you utilizing when you leave church, are you studying God's word for yourself for you to get a deeper understanding of what was said? See, even with church, a lot of times we don't have time to actually answer every specific question. So what we have to do, we, we tell people, we may give forth the word of God, but it's okay for you to call us, you know, after hours or whatever. But the question is, have you studied? Have you prayed? Have you asked God for understanding? See, when a message goes forth over the pulpit, a lot of times it gives a general answer. But God wants you to go home with that general answer and you meditate and pray and study God's word so he can give you a specific revelation based upon the general message that was given. So that's why God wants you to what study 
God wants you to study his word. God wants you to what? Not just study, but study it and obey it. That's why even in the Bible it tells us, it said men ought to always to pray and not faint, which means not give up and not lose heart. But also study to show yourself approved. We have to study God's word. Even when we look at the, the model prayer, it said, give us this day our daily bread. So in other words, there's a continuous spiritual eating that we must incorporate in our lives. Now, along with you studying God's word and as you seek God in his identity, then he will reveal your identity in him. See, I found out, and this is me, those that know me, I love to confess, but I found out when I was going through, when I was going through my situations growing up in life, I dealt with something that most people don't like to talk about. I dealt with low self-esteem. Yes, I dealt with low self-esteem insecurities. And I actually dealt with that even in my mid uh Younger 30s. I believe it came to me. Let me see. I might have been 31. 31 when God really dealt with me about insecurities. Yes, 31. This is what happened. I had, this relationship had just ended. And it was, to me, it was a, it was a relationship that ended. And. I was always the type that would give cards and flowers, write poems, and do whatever I can to let that young lady know how much I loved her, how, who she was to me, what she meant to me. I did all those things, and it still failed. And so what God told me to do, God told me to do something I've never done before. And like I said, I never really had a problem expressing myself to a young lady. I never had a problem. You know, I was always the one, I would tell you how I feel, how much I loved you, and find a song, find an ideal song, and play it, and serenade, all that stuff. And so when the relationship ended, God told me to go into the restroom. I was standing in a place in Fort Worth, and God told me to go to the restroom and look in the mirror. And he said, tell that person in the mirror what you will often tell a young lady. I'm like, okay, what is it? He said, tell that person in the mirror, I love you. I've never said that to myself before. Now, I'm used to doing it to other young ladies. I'm used to doing that. And it sounds like that's so easy. But when I looked in the mirror, don't you know those three letters, I love you, those three letters was the hardest words I've ever had to form out of my mouth. I've never done that before. Not just to other people. Like I said, I've done it for other people. But tell I love you to that man in the mirror, me. And so when I finally had the idea, okay, I'm going to go ahead, I'm going to do it. Man, oh, man, that was the hardest thing. Get this. I couldn't even say it. I looked in the mirror, and even when I tried to say it, 
it was so much heat that I felt from my stomach. I'm like, I felt so uncomfortable telling that man in the mirror, that man I should know, me. I felt so uneasy. I couldn't even say it. And like I said, I'm a grown man. But I tell you, me trying to say I love you and I couldn't say it, all I could do was just shed tears. I couldn't say it. I didn't know how to say it. But God told me to say it. God told me how in the world I could easily say that to a young lady who don't even care about me. But I can't even say it to that guy that's in the mirror, me. I could easily say it to someone that was going to leave me, that was going to abandon me, that was going to use me. I could say it to that person, but I couldn't even say it to that person that really loved me. I couldn't say it. I stayed in that mirror for about 45 minutes. And so finally, some a whisper of, I love you. It came out. And it scared the mess out of me. I've never felt so uncomfortable before. And so God, having a human, he told me, okay, say it again. (laughs) Say it again. And when I finally said it, he said, I want you to look in the mirror. And I want you to say it every day. In other words, I want you to meet up with that person in the mirror and tell him, I love you. Tell that man in your mirror, I love you. And so I began to do that. And as I began to do that, it actually became fun. I began to start looking forward to seeing that man in the mirror, me. And I realized as much as I was telling other young ladies I love them and realizing I never told myself I love you, I realized a lot of times what I would tell a young lady, even trying to pursue a relationship, I realized I was seeking a relationship with others that I was avoiding within myself. So God had to Heal me from the abandonment of myself. (laughs) God had to heal me from me denying the second love that he wanted me to have. Now, the first love was him. But the second love was for myself and to myself. What I realized, for those that know me, like I said, I I don't mind being transparent. I was the one that was looking for love in all the wrong places. Excuse me, looking for love in every place. I never was a clubby person. I always went to church. But even, and in, in, like I said, those that know me, I don't mind being transparent. I've been on a couple of dating sites. And there was one in particular I got on back in 2001. I got on one, and it was a friend of mine named Paul. We were listening to, at the time, you can call this particular number, 
you know, a guy, if you were a guy, you can listen to other young ladies. And if you were a young lady, you can listen to other guys. So you can listen to their profile. And if there was someone that you liked, you can press the button and they may be online and you can get a chance to speak to that person. So as I was on the phone with my friend named Paul and he loved redheads, he was a white guy that loved redheads. And me, I would just, well, I just listen. If there's someone that, you know, fits what I'm looking for, then I'll press the button and see if we can link up over the phone. And so there was one young lady. I heard her profile, and oh, my goodness. Sound like she was the perfect one for me. And I'm listening, and he's telling me, hey, man, she sound, she sound like she could be a good match for you. We had similar interests. We had similar upbringings. We had a lot of similarities. And she has such a beautiful, angelic voice. I was like, wow, I have to meet her. So I pressed the button. And as I began to press the button, bam, I found out she was on there live. So we got a chance to link up. And I'm I'm introducing myself. And I'm asking her questions, listening to her, and I'm listening. I'm like, wait a minute, that voice sounds familiar. And then all of a sudden, out the blue, I said, Sheila, is that Sheila? Come to find out, I got linked up with my own sister. <laughs> I got linked up with my own sister on a dating site. She said, Joe, boy, what you doing on here? I said, girl, what you doing on here? <laughs> I said all that to say this. I was looking for the ideal relationship because I was lacking the ideal relationship with myself. So when I began to start saying I love you, when I began to start identifying the lack of love that I was depriving myself, then it helped me to stop settling for less than love. It helped me to stop settling for less than what God desires for me. So, at first, before I really understood what love was, yes, I've had some failed relationships, even those that know me, even going through a divorce. I went through a divorce this year, it'll be 10 years that I've been single. But, I found out when I used to try to pursue a young lady and it was, and this is me just there. So that way young ladies can know not every guy is trying to get into your panties. There are men that are out there that believe in love, that believe in respect, that believe in chivalry. So I do want to say that because even though I might be um, believing in chivalry and all this stuff, I've had young ladies to tell me, one young lady told me years ago, uh, I might have been a teenager. She said, well, if my man don't hit me, he don't love me. And guess what? She didn't want to deal with me. Why? Because I didn't believe in hitting or disrespecting the young lady. And it's funny. There are some young ladies that are looking for a good man. They're looking for a man that will open the door of chivalry, respect. But there are some young ladies that don't want that. Well, he's too nice. I've heard all that junk. I've heard all of that. So 
just to give a little sidebar, that's one of the reasons why I feel that God put me in a position to really talk about relationships because I've heard the young ladies that are looking for a good man, but then also I've experienced some young ladies that want a bad boy. So I've had on both sides. So I can speak about that. But going back into trying to find a relationship and a lot of time, especially like I said, coming to Valentine's Day, there are some that will try to rush into a relationship even if it's the wrong one. So that way they can have they can say they have somebody instead of nobody. But one of the things I always tell people is best to wait on the right one versus rushing to the wrong one. You get that? It's best to wait on God for the right one instead of rushing to get the wrong one. You know, I was in a discussion with a young man uh, Friday. Yeah, on Friday, and I told him, we were talking, and we were talking about the young lady being the man's rib. And he was saying that the rib the rib is the place where it can heal itself. But see, as men, first of all, let's go to the men. As men, we have to be careful and responsible for approaching our potential rib. Women are supposed to be respected. A lot of times, young ladies that are genuine, that's looking for love, but they end up getting approached by the wrong guy, and they end up giving the wrong guy the wrong chance. But as men, excuse me, as men, we have to be responsible for God's possession. Women are God's possession. Women are God's gift to men. Listen, gift. Not just a gift, but I'm going to say a gift and a reward. Because a reward is based upon what? Based upon after you have worked or achieved. There was There is work there is work that takes place in receiving a reward. There are some people, they feel like they can get a gift. And a lot of times, let's be real, a lot of times we have given gifts to people who hasn't earned it. So let's look at young ladies as being men's reward. Women are worth more than what we give them, what society gives them. Women deserve love, respect, chivalry. Women, you think about this. When a baby is born, a baby is delicate. When a baby is born, a baby has the opportunity to get some rest, get quieted. The atmosphere is conducive and respectful for the child. This is in a healthy home. Around the baby The baby is innocent What we need to do We need to look at young ladies The same way You know Men are supposed to be The 
the protectors of a young lady. So when it comes down to it, when a young lady is looking for a relationship, looking for love, when a young lady is looking for love, get this, she's looking for love from a man, but she would not get love from a boy. You get that? See, a man who knows how to love a young lady will receive the response of what the man is looking for. And the man is looking for what? Respect. When a man gives of himself, when a man gives the young lady what she needs, she needs love. She wants love. She may not even know what she wants, but what she needs is love. Love and that love is not just pertaining to the physical attribute. Let's be real. Let's I know this is a Christian podcast, but we like to talk about it and keeping it real because if we don't talk about it and keep it real within the church, then kids or people would get a distorted view of the truth. So let's keep it real. Women need love and that need of love is not the physical. We ain't talking about sex. Listen, listen, I don't care who you have sex with. Now, first of all, sex before marriage, you need to wait till after marriage. Let's talk about that. But I don't care if you try to whip it on them. Sex with someone that you're not trusting or loving or into, it will leave a void. It will continuously leave a void. So, Women need love, and that love, like I said, is beyond the physical. It's the emotional. It's the mental. But most importantly, it's the spiritual. Spiritual fulfillment will satisfy every desire that you have. Physical is temporary. Spiritual fulfillment is lasting, but also mental. One of the things that we always hear people say, well, you know, I love foreplay, and people think foreplay is just the physical. No, it's not. Foreplay, now this is for married people, married people, married people. Foreplay starts sometimes over the telephone when you're calling your wife, or when you call your husband. See, it starts right here and here. So when you talk, when you respect, when you care, because people are looking for those who love them just because. When you can be able to receive a gift from someone, not out of some ulterior motive, but given to them, because of who they are. Not for what they can do, but for who they are. That what matters. But even if you don't have anybody, it's still okay. Get this. It's still okay. You not being in a relationship does not define your worth or your value. It does not define you. Listen, as many people I've seen Rush into the wrong relationship 
And even though they have somebody, they look so miserable. You know why? Because when you linked up outside of God's purpose for you, there is a spiritual weight that happens. That's the reason why, if you notice, when someone is with the wrong person or when someone is linking up with someone that does not fulfill them, you know what happened? You can see it within the spirit. You can see it in their spirit. Why is that? Because there is a spiritual connection that happened, but it's an incompatible connection. God wants you to be in a compatible relationship, like I said, spiritually. And when that spiritual connection happens, then the physical and the mental, the emotional, look, it'd be like icing on the cake. It's an easy fit. But as long as you get yourself just to rush in a relationship just to have somebody because you ain't had nobody, then you end up doing all you can in that relationship, and it's not your relationship, it's your relationship. You end up being the giver and the receiver, the the, the do-all, be-all, and end-all in that relationship, and that person is reaping the benefits of your relationship, and you are left high and dry with nothing except for more debt, stress, Worrying and being unfulfilled. This is something we have to realize. Many times we rush and we ask ourselves, wow, why? When you think about it, I mean, I, I want you to think about this. For those who are single, not dating anybody, if you've had a relationship that have ended, You think about one of those relationships. If you can look back and regret being with that person, then ask yourself, what caused you to pursue that person? A lot of time it could be assumptions. A lot of time it could be, well, you know, you know, that person is a nice person. Maybe that person just needs a little help. That person just needs a friend. And then you end up investing in a relationship instead of a quote-unquote ministry. Because it could have been a ministry that that person was needing to get closer to God. But instead, because of the void that you may have had, you internalize it as, you know what, this person may be in a, for a relationship with me. But in actuality, it was for them to be connected to God instead of you. It can be male or female that we're talking about. So when they look at it, when we look at it, we have to know how to be by ourselves. Or I always say it like this. We need to learn how to be with ourselves. We need to learn how to be with ourselves. Not just by ourselves, but with ourselves. Why did I say that? We have to learn how to count yourself as one. That's why I entitled it Table for One. Because you have to know how to celebrate you. You have to know how to take your own self out before you know how to date or take somebody else out. One of the things we found out, when a person never been anywhere before, they don't know how to act. 
when a person never been outside of the house, they just go, wow. Why is that? Because they never been in the world. They have not learned how to exercise or manage discipline, or a lot of times they have not exercised the opportunity of knowing what's healthy or what's right for them. So that's why it's important for us to take a date, and that date is us. In other words, take our own self out. Take yourself. Treat yourself. Somebody say it with me. Treat yourself. We have to know how to treat ourselves so that way we know how to treat others. But also, not only knowing how to treat others, but we we need to know how to treat ourselves so that way no one will go below the standard that we have for ourselves. See, if you know how to treat yourself, then you won't allow anybody else to treat you less than what you would treat you. There's an old saying, I don't believe in it, but there's an old saying that says, I can do bad by myself. Well, first of all, I ain't going to do bad by myself. Now, if I'm with somebody and I'm doing bad, then that relationship got to end, or vice versa. If I'm with someone and I'm bringing that person down, then either that person needs to end it or I need to be mature enough to say, well, you know what, I'm so sorry, you know, um, I might be a burden on you. I see you have great potential. And you know what? You deserve someone better than what I'm giving you. Now, that's someone who has the other person's best interest at heart. And you know what? You'd be surprised. They will respect you even more. And who knows? Even though it may not have worked out in a relationship, but it may end up developing a healthy friendship and that friendship does not mean friends with benefits. We ain't talking about that. First of all, <laughs> that should not even be a conversation for some of the people that may be watching. If you got friends with benefits, then you need to disconnect that benefit right now because they're not your friends. A true friend is someone that cares about you spiritually first. In other words, their relation, your relationship with God. And if they're just concerned with the benefits of what they get out of you, then they're not concerned about your relationship with God. They're not even concerned about you. They're concerned about themselves, their sexual gratification. So that's something that we have to realize. When it boils down to it, we have to realize we have to know how to treat ourselves. We have to know how to treat what? God's possession. We are God's prize. We are God's gift. We are God's reward. For the young ladies that may be watching, when was the last time you did something nice for yourself without feeling guilty? Think about it. Now, that doesn't mean that you have to go out and spend money. Look here. I found out even just walking at the park, enjoying Look, God's beauty, enjoying God's creation, that's free. Look, we can go sightseeing, and it's free. You don't even have to burn gas. All you need to do is step outside your front door, 
Look north, look south, look east, look west. Look around and allow yourself to be in the atmosphere of God's creation. And you look at it and you realize what God made for you. And you know what? Especially for those who may be just a little down. It's funny. God will have you to be outside and he may have you to have your eyes look at some flowers that's blossoming. Even being able to see a little puppy, cute little puppy coming towards your way. Hearing the birds chirp. Hearing the wind blow, hearing the leaves slap their hands or uh, applaud you. Think about that. Think about those things that God is showing you, and He created that for you. He created that for you. But you have to understand. True enough. You may want to go out on a date. You you may be looking for love. You may be asking God, praying, you know, God, you know, prepare me for my mate. Prepare me for my significant other. There's nothing wrong with that. But as you ask God to, you know, to send your mate, ask God to prepare you for your mate. But also, one of the things I believe in, I believe in prayer. Even in being single, this is what I suggest for people to do. In your singlehood, start praying for your future spouse. And also for those who are parents, I do this. Matter of fact, um, I had dropped off my son. This week was my weekend of having my son. And what I always do, I always get the annoying all, excuse me, I always get the annoying all, and I, you know, bless myself. Bless my body and pray over it. But also, even right now, I always put no no on my wedding ring. I said, God, I want you to lead me to the right one. I want you to lead me to your daughter. I want you to lead me to your daughter, my spiritual sister. I want you to help this marriage. Even before we say I do, I want you to bless this marriage, but also I want you to help me as the man to be able to listen to you so that way I can find that beautiful bride. Look, that's why in the Bible it says the man that findeth a wife find a good thing. So God, help me to find and to identify that good thing, but also Help me to be responsible enough to lead my family, to spiritually lead my my family, but also to be the example. Help me to be the husband that you have me to be. So as men, we need to do that and pray for our family in advance. Pray for our wives, our future wives in advance. Even if you are dating someone, ask God, God, is she the one that you have for me? And if she not, God, take the taste of her out of my mouth. But also on the same token, let's be real. Ask yourself, God, am I the husband that you have for her to have? Because look, it's twofold. We have to look at it not just from our standpoint, but also from her standpoint. But most importantly, from God's standpoint. 
Asking God to help you, and also as far as men, oh my goodness, I feel the need to say this. As men, especially men that believe in love, that believe in assisting, we as men, we have to be careful in not misleading a young lady. You see what I'm saying? A lot of times, it ain't the woman that has used the man. Sometimes us as men, we have put ourselves in a position to be used. See, we're thinking because I give her a flower. I give her, you know, I do things for her, and we have our heart attached. And look here, even opening the door, we have our heart attached, and then all of a sudden, when she say, well, I just want to be friends or, you know, she end up pursuing someone else and we're so distraught because we were, we thought that everything that we were doing, it was building up. Come to find out, we were not very clear or sometimes we didn't ask those questions. And so what happened, we end up setting ourselves up for disappointment. Now, when it comes down to the young ladies, one of the things we tell the young ladies, look, if you're not into a person, oh, like I said, it can both male or female. If you're not into a person, if they give you something, it's best to refuse it because you have to understand that that person may have an intent or a motive behind them doing something for you. Now, if it, now don't get me wrong. Now, if you all are courting or if y'all uh, married, then that's one thing. But if there's if there's been no agreement or there's been no establishment pertaining to the level of relationship, then you have to be very, very responsible, even if the other person is irresponsible or whatever. You have to make sure that the messages are clear so that way you don't allow yourself to be disappointed. So, like I said, some, and I'm, I'm not just talking about um, – you know, well, give him money. I mean, look, it could be easy, something easy as, hey, um, I brought lunch. Do you want some? Or, look, I finna go to get lunch. Uh, want me to get you something? It could be something as small as that. So you have to make sure to understand the, look, what type of relationship has been, look, has been established. Is there a relationship that's established, or it just well, we're just friends, or they are we learning about each other? That's fine and dandy, but make sure that the messages are clear, so that way you don't allow yourself to be disappointed. But also on the same token, it it sets you up if you are disappointed, if you get your heart broken or um, a miscommunication, then what happens? It end up making you become hard and bitter when you have allowed that to set in. And then what happens? You allow yourself to get hard, and then when someone else is in a relationship and they look pure and be happy, then what happens now? You become that Valentine Scrooge. So in order for us to be clear, we have to make sure that we're honest. Be truthful. That means just saying it. Just means to just put it out there and make sure to ask tough questions. But ultimately, being able to celebrate and being able to be honest, not with the other person, but with yourself. Now, when was the last time 
I don't know if I asked this earlier or not, but when was the last time you did something for yourself? I remember asking, when was the last time you did something for yourself without feeling guilty? There are many people, they feel guilty of doing something for themselves, but they'll so easily do something for somebody else. Think about that. They will rush to the rescue of others, but refuse to come to the rescue of themselves. So it's so important for us to be able to, listen, learn who you are. Identify who you are so that way you have what? Something to give someone. Because you can't understand somebody else when you don't understand who you are. A doctor would do surgery, but he has to be able to identify the tools that he's using so he can perform the surgery properly. You are the tools to someone's life. Are in somebody's life. So you have to be able to understand and identify the tools, but also not just being able to identify them, but know its use, its proper use. I don't care how I love to eat. I don't care how I love to be able to use uh, uh, my utensils. I can't use a butter knife on a hard steak. I've used a steak knife for a steak. So being able to identify you to understand who you are. I found this out. This was after I dealt with low self-esteem. I began to start studying for a message that um, God was giving me, and I found out something that was so unique. I found out there was a, a scripture. I'm going to have to pull it up. I'll tag it on on this message, but it says that we are the apple of God's eye. Now, for someone who had low self-esteem, excuse me, I was like, wow, we are the apple of God's eye. So God began to start telling me, I need to study that. So when I realized we are the apple of God's eye, what I found out, that scripture is not talking about an apple that you eat. The scripture is talking about, it's actually a metaphor, the apple of the eye, God's eye, is a metaphor where the apple is talking about the pupil. We are the pupil of God's eye. Now, what does that mean? The word pupil, in its original language, it means little doll or little man. Where does that come from? See, what do you see when you look in somebody's eyes? You see a reflection of yourself. So what he's saying, when we look into God's eye, we see a reflection of ourselves. But most importantly, when God looks into our eyes, he sees a reflection of himself. But what I found out what was so unique about the eyes, from the time you were born up until the time you were a grown adult, everything in your body changes, grows, expands, Everything except for one thing, your eyes. You have the same size eyes now that you had when you were first born. So in other words, when you were first born up until now, God still saw the same reflection of himself. But the difference is the further you from somebody, the image of the person that you see in their eyes it gets smaller. 
But in order for that image to get bigger, you have to get closer to that person. And see, the devil, he trying to block us. He trying to bring distance between us and God. And so when it boils down to it, we can't see the eyes of God. We can't see ourselves in God's eyes. So what does he do? He tells us, hey, God don't care about you. You see, if God cared about you, he would have got you in a relationship earlier than now. He See, God don't care about you. God don't care about your needs. You know you need you, a man. You know, you know. so look here. If God never answered your prayers, then why are you obeying him? Why are you saving yourself till you're getting married? You might as well give it up to someone because, you know, you know, Leon, oh, he looks good. He, girl, he got that six-pack. You might as well go and give him some because, you know, don't nobody want you. You know, the older you get, you know, your biological clock is ticking. So how about you just go ahead and, listen, ain't nothing wrong with having a little sex. Not just one time. It'd be all right. You know, he's fine already. And, you know, you already heard he could work it in the bed. So might as well give, let's hear That's the only way you're going to get him. You know you want him. That's the only way you're going to get him. So if you don't give it to him, then some other woman will. So why don't you go and give him some? That's what the devil trying to tell you. Why? Because he's trying to bring distance between God and you, or you and God. He's trying to bring distance between you and God. But God said, listen, don't listen to that noise. Don't listen to that. I heard everything that you that you desire. But what I'm trying to do, I'm trying to groom you, not for lust, but for love. I'm trying to groom you, not just for a quote-unquote companionship, but for what? For compatibility, for commitment. Listen, God is trying to link us up and hook us up with people that's committable. Not somebody on a temporary basis, but something that's everlasting. But also, anytime God gives you something, he always stamp it with his peace. When God gives you a seal of approval, there's always a peace that surpasses all understanding that comes with things that are of God. So that's why we have to understand when it boils down to it, God want us, God want us, listen, God want us and don't mind for us to be in a relationship if we first acknowledge him in all our ways. God want us to acknowledge him in all our ways and he shall direct our path or make our pathway straight pertaining to who we supposed to be pursuing. God knows what's best for us pertaining to our love interests. He already knows. Like I said, he already knows. So we can't hide anything from him. But along with us being able to understand what God has for us, God loves you enough and want listen, God wants the best for you. But he don't want you to settle for less. And so when it boils down to Valentine's Day coming up. If you don't have anybody, okay, so what? What you going to do? Are you going to go out? Are you going to do something? Oh, you're not going to do anything because that's for couples. That devil is alive. Look here. Celebrate you. And not just for February the 14th. Celebrate you 24-7. Celebrate, listen, if you're not going to do it for yourself, do it for God because you are God's possession. 
you're God's property. So treat yourself and be a good steward for who God gave you. God gave you you. I'm going to take a pause right quick, and I'm going to go on the line. There may be someone who maybe wanted to get on here to say something. Hello, welcome to Reconnect My Heart Podcast. You're on the air. Hello, Brother Prater. How are you this evening? I'm doing great. How about yourself, young man? I am doing yeah. great. I'm enjoying the show. You're bringing out so many good points, and I just want to uh, speak on one of those points you made to the young ladies. Yes. yes. God always going to allow you the wisdom to identify problems before they become a major problem. Mm-hmm. A monster don't show you that he's a, a monster off the rip. You got to look for indicators. Sometimes it might be a sprinkling of the eye, a frown of the face. The next time it might be a blow to the face. God mm-hmm. buy you a leather coat, he think he own you now. You can't look at no other guy because I don't bought her a leather coat. Mm-hmm. Indicators will be put forth. But you got to be wise enough not to let the good things in that relationship blind you to the negative things. Once you allow the negativity to be undiscussed with your sister, undiscussed with other people who, who you care dearly about, when you start trying to block something, there's a problem. Mm-hmm. And, and, and there are so many times in relationships that um, people ignore Things that's very, very essential that they take heed to, but don't. And I just, yeah. I just want to ring that point home. I know we're short on time. I'm not going to try to take up too much time because I'm sure there's people on the line waiting as well. Brother Freight, I, I really, really thank you for what you bring forth because what you bring forth is wisdom, and wisdom is, is, is what we need to overcome problems. And you do an outstanding job of that, sir, and I really appreciate you. Huh. Well, I'm honored, and I'm I'm so glad that you brought those things out. And I want to say, even on a personal note, I, um, I thank you. I, I'll probably tell you until you're 176, but I appreciate the example. You know, not just from what I heard, I got a chance to hear about you, but then when I got a chance to see you in action, you know, um, Man, this is this is for those that don't know. This is a young man that's a a, a veteran, a young man that um, you know, loving, loving father, loving husband, grandfather, and for someone to come on here to give us that wisdom that you have imparted, you know, you know, you're talking to a lot of young ladies who may not have had a father figure in their home, not just an absentee father, a physical absentee, but sometimes an emotional absentee father. You know, there are some that, that are missing. So it it takes men to stand up and tell young ladies what a man's responsibility is, what a real man looks like. And I think if us as men would stand up and, number one, hold other men accountable, but also educate young ladies what a man is and what a man ain't, then maybe we can help turn this world right side up. It's already upside down. You know, um, it, it, it just grieves my heart when I hear 
young ladies, they settling for less. I know this this podcast is talking about celebrating and being able to um, treat yourself, celebrate you, even for your Valentine. That's fine and dandy. But Valentine should be, quote, unquote, 24-7. You know, you should, you should be able to do something. Do something for yourself. And like I said, it don't always have to be, you know, going shopping. Like I said, even just um, going outside, enjoying God's creation. I- I'm going to share this with you. Um, one of the things I, I used to do um, whenever I whenever I would uh, not feel my best, I would go in a closet, put on a suit. I make sure I cut my hair, shave put on some cologne, and I go to Walmart just to be seen. Now, I'm not doing that to catch somebody, but what I did, a lot of times when a person is down or depressed, the devil always tries to isolate them from people. And so what I started doing, I started going to Walmart. I look at Walmart as, uh, especially at nighttime, I call it Vegas. Because the lights are always on, and you never you you never know what you may see down there at Walmart. But for you to be able to get out of your quote unquote cocoon and allow yourself to be seen, and you'd be surprised even just getting out of your comfort zone of isolation or depression, you'd be surprised the burden that is lifted. When you refuse to accept the depression that the devil is trying to put upon you. Amen. So, so, but I, I definitely appreciate you. And you know, you have the right hand of fellowship to call, to impart whatever. Whenever you want to share some wisdom with us, by all means. Please come on. We welcome you, and I'm so glad to hear from you. And uh, just in case I didn't tell you, Happy New Year to you. <laughs> thank you, sir. Happy New Year to you and your family as well. Yes, yes. Thank you, thank you. To continue to listen, and, and thank you so much for everything. Uh, thank you, sir. You really enlightened me on on so many things. I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. Uh, you're you're so honored. You you're so working. I'm very honored. Thank you. Thank you. You know. So so when it boils down to it being able to celebrate ourselves. Like I said, without feeling guilty. Being able to do something because in order for you to effectively have the relationship that God have wants for you to have, you have to know what you bring to the table. You have to be able to be able to take inventory and know the inventory so that way you can be able to implement it into that relationship that you're in or that you're pursuing. But also, like I always say, not only taking inventory to know what you're putting in, but also being able to calculate what you should be receiving and being honest with yourself. But all means, do something nice for yourself. Treat yourself. Um, like I said, 
me being on vacation this week, I always call it a staycation. It's a couple of things I want to do. Um, and I'm praying I finish up this one major project. And I do have an announcement for y'all while I'm thinking about it. I do have an announcement for y'all next week. So I will make sure to let you know about that. But um, these are some of the things. And this is just me. This is what I'm going to be doing sometime this week. One of the things, it may not be in this order, but I'm going to give me a facial. I haven't had me a facial in a while. Normally when I'm on vacation, <laughs> I did this on a couple of occasions. I did this all in one day. I got me a facial, went to the dentist, went to the chiropractor, went and got me a massage. I did all of those. It probably took me about about four hours. I was tired. <laughs> but this year I'm 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 gonna kinda keep it simple. I am gonna give me a facial. That's one thing. Um massage I may I may may give me a massage. But also I'm going to get me a smoothie. I have not had a smoothie in a while, so I'm gonna give me a smoothie. To some people, that may sound minute, but hey, this for me. Being able to enjoy the simple things in life, and a lot of times, some people, so many people, they are so busy for others, but they're too busy for themselves. They're so busy for others that they are too busy for themselves. So this is the time. Matter of fact, there's a show on um, Channel Eight. It's called The View. They said, take a little time and enjoy The View. Well, take a little time and enjoy you. Take some time and enjoy the person that God created. And do not allow yourself to have a disservice of treating yourself, doing something nice for yourself without without feeling guilty or avoiding going in, to, in a cocoon on next Friday. Listen, don't get drunk. Don't don't cry yourself a river or have a pity party or just sit up with your I always call it when you when a person is going through something, they sit at home with their grave clothes on, ready to bury themselves in their own sorrow. That devil is a lie. No indeed. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna be real. I'm gonna tell you this. Years ago, there was somebody that ended the relationship. And you know what I did? I went on, I got me some clothes, and I left out the house. And when I thought about it, I was like, wait a minute. That person did me a favor. You being by yourself is not a punishment. You being by yourself right now is a time to regroup. If you look, a lot of times, Regardless if it's football, basketball, a lot of time in sports, there's always a huddle. And sometimes the huddle is to be able to assess, call out the plays and everything. So what you do is, in your situation, even though you may not have anybody, but you allow that to be an opportunity for study hall, but also an opportunity for you to go into God's huddle. So that way you can, look here, you may have read the play wrong. 
You may have had a misunderstanding of what God was telling you. So now you can go into God's huddle so that way you can get the play right so you can get the right relationship and the right love so that way you can have the relationship with the honor of God so that way you won't have to be dealing with any other type of situation that's spiritually or mentally or emotionally harmful to your spirit. But enjoy yourself Treat yourself and make sure you have the time, number one, for God. And just in case those who may be listening, if you are going through something, there's someone that may be depressed and maybe someone that feel like, you know what, um, you know, I've been waiting, I've been waiting, and God don't hear my prayers. Listen here, there are many people that have ended up finding love in the 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, even 70s. Quit putting a limit on God. Don't put a limit on God. Who knows? The right one may be right there for you, but you're not receiving them because you're not listening to God. Are you ready? Do you know yourself? Listen, I found that, matter of fact, my son would ask me, Uh, A couple of weeks ago, he said, how come when a baby is born and it takes nine months for the baby, you know, the baby is in the mother's stomach for nine months. How come when the baby is born, how come they're not already considered nine months? And I said, that's a good question. And then when I begin to think about it, see, when the seed of a man and woman meet, nine months later, that seed that merge together, the two seeds that merge together, they create a baby. And like I said, nine months later, the baby is born. But when the baby is born, the baby is one day old. See, what I found out, the reason, one of the reasons why the baby is not born nine months old because everything that is, listen, everything that is made does not finish production. You get that? Everything that was made does not finish production. When the two eggs met, excuse me, when the egg and the sperm met, when the two cells met, it created, but that does not mean that it's going to be completed. So many times when we've had failed relationships, we made a relationship, but it did not birth something that we can have the results of right now, marriage or courtship. And so now many people can easily form a relationship. They can begin a relationship, but is it going to create, excuse me, is it going to birth something? Is it going to birth something spiritually? Is it going to birth something mentally? Is it going to birth something? Uh, You have to ask yourself, when you see your potential, uh, uh, I always call it a person of interest. If you see that person of interest, can y'all be compatible? Are y'all compatible? These are the questions that you have to ask yourself. But 
in order for you to know if y'all are compatible, you have to know who you are. True enough, we can study the other person, but have you studied you? Enjoy you. Do something for yourself. Understand you. Understand not just what you possess, not just, oh, how nice of a person that you are. Know your quirks. Know your limits. Know your boundaries. Know your flaws. Know them. Respect them. These are some of the things that we have to do. So when it boils down to it, as we get ready to wrap up, Valentine's Day is not just for lovers. It's for love. But like I said, Valentine's Day, just like Christmas, Christmas we say don't wait for one day to show someone that you care or that you love them. Show them every day. Well, the same thing applies to that person that's in your mirror. Show yourself love. Respect yourself. And quit settling for less than what God has for you. Not only that, excuse me, not only that, but don't allow yourself to even allow yourself to treat yourself less than who God made you or what God wants you to be or who God wants you to be. Do not treat yourself less than that. If so many people, they could be in a relationship right now if they treated themselves better. So many people beat themselves up. So many people holding on to guilt, holding on to blame, holding on to shame. They have an identity crisis. And this is something that God wants you to deal with before you get into a relationship that you're asking him for. Don't you know that God has the best for us? I, I, I really want you to think about this. God knows what's best for you. He wants the best for you. But why pursue the best when you don't know how to treat yourself? You can't, listen, you can't treat somebody. You can't expect to treat somebody awesome but you treat yourself awful. That will be a self-destructive relationship. That will be a codependent relationship. And God does not want you to be in in an incompatible relationship. We always hear, and I mentioned last week, the Bible says, be thou unequally yoked. And a lot of times people just think, oh, that means that, you know, you got to be with somebody that's a Christian only. Okay, that's fine and dandy as far as having the same belief. That's fine and dandy. But there's more to it than that. You can be incompatible. You can be in a same relationship. Excuse me. You can be in a same church, same belief, listen to the same doctrine, and have two different type of ideology or mindset. But God wants you to be, listen, I want to prepare you for real love. And that real love comes from him. But also in that real love that's coming from him, you need to know how to receive love. And not looking for receiving the love from other people. Receiving love from him, but also receiving love for yourself and from yourself. So that way you'll be able to celebrate Valentine's Day, 365 days of the year. And for those who may be watching or listening, 
I thank you so much. And what we're going to do, we're going to get ready to have a word of prayer for those who may be dealing with something, for those who may be, like I said, even though we're talking about celebrating Valentine's without a Valentine, regardless if you have somebody or not, but there are other issues that people may be dealing with. There are some people that, like I said, they may be dealing with guilt. They may be dealing with knowing how to love other people, knowing how to love themselves, knowing how to forgive, knowing how to release the hurt, release the anger. There are somebody that may be dealing with anger right now because somebody abandoned them or left them. They don't know how to give that up. There are some people that may be holding on to unforgiveness or grudges. Somebody may be dealing with, you know, I can't believe that that person left me. And, and get this, a person leaving them, not only mean that a person uh, uh, in a relationship, but there are some that may be grieving. They may be a widow or a widower and still are dealing with the hurt of the death of their spouse or their loved one, regardless if it's their uh, husband, wife, or even boyfriend or girlfriend. There are some that may still be dealing with that. And you know what? This is the opportunity for you to give it to God. Now, we're praying that, listen, get this, we're praying that you're able to talk about it. Get it out. And I always say this, it's okay for Christians to seek Christian counselors. Don't ever let anybody make you think, well, you know, that means that you not trusting God. Listen, there are Christian counselors that are certified, bona fide, qualified, but also they are ministered to. That is a ministry. So God placed them for us. God placed them here to help all of us. So in case you may be dealing with that, if you're looking for someone to be able to talk to, looking for someone to be able to, um, you know, get the help that is needed, if you're looking for it, you're welcome to contact me and I help you find one that's in your area. But also those who may be having other things, other issues, we're going to give it to God. I want to uh, also give a shout out to a good friend of mine, Mr. Stephen the Handyman, Steve the Handyman, man, I want to tell you, I, I thank God for you, and I, I you know, you, you are such inspiration to me, and uh, we definitely going to have to uh, get a chance to talk, and I'm praying to get a chance to talk to you in the next couple of days, but there are those who may be going through, I want you to know that there's nothing too hard for God, and just in case, just in case you feel like, well, you know what I'm dealing with, you know, nobody understands. But you know what? God understands, and God wants you to talk to him about it. The Bible tells us, cast all of our cares upon him, for he cares for you. There's somebody right now that feel like they are misunderstood. Nobody cares. Nobody understands them. Listen, you're not weird. Think about it. Out of all the people in the world, you think you're the only one that think like you. <laughs> Out of all the people in the world, you think that you're the only eyeball in the whole world? No. God cares for each and every one of us. And he wants us to be able to. He wants us to be able to be there and listen and talk to him. God wants us to be able to talk to him and know that he cares for you. 
regardless of how people have treated you, regardless of what people have said about you, God cares about you and he loves you. Just in case those who may be watching, we're going to be praying. And if you have any concerns, we're going to say that you give it to God right now. Even though we're not in a physical church, but this is the spiritual church right now. We're going to cast all of our cares upon him. We're going to leave everything at the altar. You know, there's an old song that I used to uh, hear growing up. It says, take your burdens to the Lord and leave it there. If you trust him and never doubt him, he will surely bring you out. Take your burdens to the Lord and leave it there. And just in case you may have someone that's dear in your heart, near in your heart, dear to your heart, that you're praying for, I want you to know, I want you to hold them up right now. I may not be able to hear you, but God hears you. I want you to call their name out right now. There's someone that may be having someone, a loved one on their heart. I want you to call their name out. I want you to give them over to God. I want you to quit worrying, quit stressing in situations that are out of your control. The devil wants you to hold on to worry and distress and not realize that it's self-destruction. You worry is not going to fix the problem. It's not going to even change the person. But only one person that can change the person is God. And so what we do, we ask God to give them that desire for change. We asking God to come in, but also even in the midst of praying, we're gonna what? We're gonna still live on. We still gonna trust. We're gonna trust God with the confidence of us being able to still live our life, regardless if they change or not. We're praying that God help you to understand that it's your time to live your life and quit allowing other people's responsibility to be your duties. This is a time for you to be able to live your life. When I say live your life, that means live your godly life, Christian life. And for you to be able to live the abundant life, the quality of life that God has for you. We're going to go to prayer right now. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you right now, God. Thank you, Lord, for your awesomeness. We come to you right now, God. We acknowledge your presence on today. We come to you right now, God. We ask Lord to help us in every area of our lives right now. In the name of Jesus. God, we speak, God. There are those that are watching right now, God. God, there are those who are watching, God, who feel like, you know what? They feel like they don't know how to be single. They feel like they have to have somebody that will fulfill their uh, 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 needs and their desires. God, there are some, God, who don't know how to live a life, God, that will be pleasing to you and still be single. But God, we ask you to help them to understand, God, that you have not forgotten about them, but God, you want them, God, to work on their relationship with you and also work on their relationship with themselves. And being single is not a punishment. Being single is an opportunity for study hall for us to evaluate the relationship that we should have with ourselves with God. In the name of Jesus, God, we're speaking, God, that you help us, God, detox us from every hurt, every abandonment, every rejection, every unforgiveness, any and everything that the devil tried to put forth that will hinder us in our purpose and our plan that you have for us right now. In the name of Jesus, and we bind everything the devil stands for, we bind him and send it back to the pits of hell right now. In the name of Jesus, and Lord, we say Thank you, Lord, for everything you've done, God. Thank you, Lord, for the healing, God. Thank you, Lord, for the healing mentally, physically, emotionally, financially, God. God, we're speaking right now, God. Even those who have 
done things that were not healthy, God, done things that were not godly, God. Help us, God, to forgive us, God. God, help us, God, and ask you, God, to forgive us, God, and help us, God, to forgive ourselves, God. God, we even speak, God, for us to forgive those who may have hurt us, who may have used us, God, who may have abandoned us, God. Help us, God, to forgive right now. If, God, there's any other prayer request, God, we speaking, God, that we give everything to you, God, once and for all. And even speaking, God, those who may be grieving, God. God, we speaking, God, that you comfort them right now, God. Be with them right now, God. God, we speak, God, even for the widows and for the widowers, God. God, we speaking up that you help them, God. God, heal their heart right now, God. In the name of Jesus, God, heal their mind right now, God. In the name of Jesus, God, we speaking up any other prayer requests. Those who may be looking for a job, God, lead them to the right one, God. God, we speaking up those who may have issues and problems, even with others, God. Help them, God, to give everything to you once and for all. And God, we praise you. We thank you for it right now, God. We thank you, Lord, for the strength, God. Thank you, Lord, for the healing, God. Thank you for the restoring right now, God, that you have given us right now, God. And we give you the glory and the honor and the praise. In Jesus' name we pray. We say amen, amen, amen. I thank you for um, tuning in. If you have any questions or any suggestions on future topics, feel free to contact me on Brother on Brother Prater, B-R-O-T-H-E-R, Prater, Piers and Paul, R-A-T-S and Tom, E-R. You can catch me on Facebook. You can see my daily devotions and videos. Also, you can go to my YouTube channel, Brother Prater, where you can see my videos, and also you can go to my website at www.brotherprater.org. You will see my daily devotion, the upcoming events, and personal appearances. Also, you can go to the source section of my website where you can purchase my book, A Few Good Men, A Path to Godly Fatherhood. A Few Good Men was written to inform men the needs and the responsibilities towards their children, their family, even their children's mother, regardless if they're with them or not. But also for the women, for the women to be able to identify the qualities of a potential future husband and or father present to future children. I want to thank each and every one who are tuning in, and thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to Rick Neck My Heart podcast. God bless you, and good night.